Welcome to the Creators Podcast. This show brings together artists, event organizers, public speakers, and online educators to share their knowledge and promote the arts and education. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share us on your favorite streaming channel so we can continue to bring you these unique guests and their stories. Creators Podcast is brought to you by ShowMe.Life. ShowMe is a portal for discovering the best concerts, classes, and life experiences, both live and online. Find your next experience on ShowMe.Life. That's S-H-O-M-E-E dot life. Everyone has a ritual. For some, it's going to church or temple every week. For some, it's going to the gym. And for others, like the supporters of Rockaway Theatre Company in Queens, it's experiencing art in some form or another. My guest today is Frank Kayati, actor and performer recently turned instructor. Frank talks about how his theater company discovered in 2020 exactly what they meant to their community and what deep connections they had with their audiences. When the pandemic forced entertainment venues into lockdown, the members of Rockaway Theater opened their windows and found that they could connect with audiences offering classes online and not even related to acting. And in doing so, they challenged themselves as artists in ways they might never have thought to do. You see, art isn't just entertainment. It's another very powerful way that we all get to experience being a part of life. And in one of the most divisive times in our recent history, some artists are stepping up to remind us that like life itself, art finds a way. This is a soapbox I never want to get off of, and I doubt Frank does either. But let's hear it directly from him. Here's Frank. Frank, how are you doing? I am doing well. Happy uh, snow day part 1000, I guess I want to say. Well, maybe for you in Long Island, not for us in uh, Orange County, California. <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Everything is encased in snow and everything is freezing. So where there's not snow, there's ice and it's very hard. Do you enjoy cold weather? Do you enjoy the ice? Do you do it? Yeah. Anything? Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I think, and I know this is not what we're talking about today, but I think uh, like last year, I felt like we didn't get any snow. Like, I, I think that's like the consensus. Like we had it, but we don't really remember it. Uh, and then- big bad COVID came. And now in winter 2020, 2021, it's been a lot of snow, like a lot. And mm-hmm. they're calling for, I think, three more days of snow this week. So, yep. But that's part of it, right? That you appreciate the summer when you have the winter, right? Yeah. Well, and you appreciate, you know, moments like this where you can, you know, just connect with people online and, you know. Yeah. It, it, it seems exclusively, this is how all of our connections are, right? So it's cool. I've met a lot of people doing things like it's great. It's totally great. I have too. You know, what's interesting is uh, the more and more people that I talk to on this podcast, the more and more tell me this is better than social media. I'm actually connecting with people. I'm actually making friends where I'm, I'm finding that like you and we're, we're going to hear about my community is growing. My followers are growing and, and from parts of the world that I never tried to uh, attract an audience from. Right. It's amazing. We, we had said this before we started, but everybody has a screen. It could be an iPhone screen. It could be an Android screen, a TV, a computer, a laptop. Everybody has a screen. Um, I wish I bought stock in Zoom a year ago. I never even heard of it. Zoom a year ago. And now I live on Zoom. Right. As I think we all do. Um, it's so funny. Like even uh, like there's a like Google Meets is another one that, that you can use. And it's like when new like developments come out in these in these like softwares, it's like my birthday. Like I get so happy. I'm like, wow, you can raise your virtual hand now, which is like so stupid. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, the the game has changed. And I think when things go back to normal, the game will still be forever changed. Um, 
things are like a lot more immediate now. You can connect a lot easier. It's just, it, it's, it's a blessing, I think, that is coming out of this. For a lot of people, it is a blessing. They, it is challenging as well, and it, but it is forcing people to become inventive. Who better to challenge to become inventive than artists themselves, right? Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Right on. So tell me a little bit about the Rockway Theater Company. Okay, so I am here as a proud representative. Uh, I serve on the board of directors at the Rockaway Theater Company. Um, the Rockaway Theater Company is a local theater by all intents and purposes. Technically, it's a community theater. I have to tell you, I respect the term, but I also hate the term because I think it brings with it connotations of like church basement performances and like people wearing beards and plays that are made out of like construction paper, right? That's not us. If that is you, God bless you, good for you, do your thing, make your art, right? But as a local theater, like we really pride ourselves on being like at a regional level in um, the quality of what we're putting on, the performances, the space, um, the, techno the technology that we employ, right? So we're a not-for-profit local theater. Um, we've been around, I wanna say close to 25 years. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been around a long time, way longer than I've been there. Um, it's located in Breezy Point, which is a beach town uh, in Queens, which is right near Rockaway. It's part of the Rockaway community, um, which is sort of having a resurgence now. And I know you're on the West Coast, <clears throat> but if you're like an East Coaster, you're in Manhattan or the city, this has become the summer getaway for hipsters is the Rockaway community, right? It used to be, I want to say five, six years ago there were locals and that was it. And there was us and that's who we catered to. But now there is a ferry that connects people to Rockaway that goes to points in Brooklyn. It goes to Wall Street in Manhattan. It goes to other places in the city um, and it comes through Rockaway. So we get a lot of beach traffic when the weather is nice. Um, we're also located on uh, national park grounds. So it's Gateway National Recreation Area is what it's called. And where we're located is a place called Fort Tilden, which is super cool. It's an old retired military base, um, mm. which I believe, and don't quote me on this, it's been around since World War II. Um, again, it's not an active military base, um, but a lot of the buildings are still there. So we as a theater company are in what would have been their old movie theater where they would have shown troops films, I like to say they would have shown troops films on how not to get VD, but I don't know if that's actually <laughs> what they showed them. But in my mind, that's all they watched in our building. Um, and the building was defunct. And the theater company, maybe 20 years ago, was looking for a new home. And somehow they connected with Fort Tilden. And this building, which is a very big building, it's a theater, and it was like beyond disrepair because it had been sitting there since uh, maybe the 70s when it went defunct. And I guess the, the powers that be at our theater, headed by uh, John Galise, who's our artistic director still, had worked out with the National Parks Department um, that we would maintain the building, we would fix it, we would upkeep it, and this would be our home. And it worked. And um, again, we are, we are not-for-profit, so the money that we take in from ticket sales or classes goes back into the theater or back into our productions. Um, and we've been blessed that we've expanded in a big way so it still has the charm of being an old army building i guess 
but we have a very modern lighting booth and sound booth and we've upgraded the dressing rooms and made them bigger and made them double story. And we have a, a costume inventory that we rent out to other theater companies and prop storage. And we've made this big, really nice theater where once there was nothing really, right? We even had to expand the stage because it was a movie theater. So it had a four foot stage, I wanna say. And now our stage is probably 20 feet deep. It's the stage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We brought in all the stage technology and moving lights and automated lighting. And it's amazing. Um, we used to only function in the summer months. That's before we could afford to put heat and air in. But for like a decade, we have heat and air now. We have central heat and air. Um, so we're, we're uh, you know, 365 days, something's always going on in the building until COVID. Uh, we put on, I want to say five to six productions a year, which are musicals, comedies, dramas. Um, and then we also run a very successful children and teen theater workshop in there too. So the, the kids do a show, you know, for friends and family, uh, at some point in the season also. So we serve a lot of people. We are made up of a lot of people and, um, it's amazing. It's really amazing. I think for a lot of people, it feels like home. So yeah. when all of this pandemic stuff started, if that's what you want to talk about next, um, a lot of us felt very ungrounded because that was the thing. You'd go to the theater. We have to go to the theater. I have a rehearsal or I have to work or I have a meeting or, you know. Sure. Um, so we ha I haven't been to the theater in about a year, technically, right? Which is crazy because I, I've been to that theater consistently every week since I was, I want to say 18 years old and now I'm 35 and it's been this year, I haven't been to the theater. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean we're not doing things. We are staying as active as we can virtually. But um, yeah, it's, if, you ever, if you ever happen to be here and you say, you know what, Broadway's a little expensive. I'd like a theater company with a parking lot. You come to us, I got your back, okay? It's, <laughs> it's solid. Right so on, yeah, right that's on. the story. And over there, I act and I direct there. Um, I also design a bit and do some stuff um, scenically. So I wear a yeah. bunch of hats. Yeah, so let's get into that. Tell me about, I mean, we won't have to go into the gory details of how you were impacted. Everybody kind of knows because they all kind of suffered in the same way, right? Sure. But, but I think what you guys did to pivot and pivot quickly and stay connected with your 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 audience and your base was, was kind of inventive. I mean, is it, is it safe to say that you've you've expanded your 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 followers at least? If not your subscribers? I, I think our virtual followers, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we'll so see if that translates that. into real into real followers when things open up again. But yeah, That's I would right. say so. Sure. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to translate into money? But uh, <laughs> you sure. said it. I didn't say it. You said it. Well, I think it will, because I mean, we were talking about this before. You know, yeah, we see that people are, are receptive to, you know, the Zoom form of meeting and entertainment and classes and workshops to a degree. But nothing beats a live experience. Nothing beats seeing a band. Nothing beats seeing a live theater production. Are you right. kidding me? Right. That's the thing. It's, um, you know, by its very nature, theater, whether it's a musical or a performance piece or a drama or a farce or whatever, lives in the moment. That's why we like theater, right? As that's an right. actor, that's why you like theater, because you're, you're with the audience in the room. You feel it. As an audience member, you're with the performers in the room. You feel it. And then it's over. And we all went through it together. And then we go home. We don't have that anymore. Right mm -hmm. now. 
we're not in the same room. It's not fleeting. And it's usually being recorded now. So whatever it is, if you're not just streaming it. Right. Um, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a hell of a big difference. And I think everybody's trying to make it work and doing a real noble job at it. And it mm -hmm. works well for now because that's the best we can do. Um, I will say though, when COVID hit, I believe we were two days away from opening Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm, wow. Huge, rocking, yeah. big band, huge show. So right now, if you were to go into the Rockaway Theater Company, it's a frozen Jesus Christ Superstar. There's a cross, there's scaffolding, there's a hill, and there's a dressing room full of costumes. And the microphones are probably hanging in there and they're ready to go. And the, the, the instruments are in the pit and there's no superstar. And it's literally just a frozen show that didn't happen. So what did we do to pivot, right? Which is the big word these days is how you, mm -hmm. how you pivot from something to something else. We do offer classes. We've always offered in-person classes uh, and workshops and things like that. Never virtual stuff. So right when the pandemic hit and everything shut down and it was it was an immediate emotional experience for everybody. I, I, I'm not tooting my horn, but I think it, it was my idea. And I think I called Susan, who's one of our producers. And I said, Susan, I want to give an acting class online. I've given acting classes before, probably for 10 years there. And she was like, you think you're going to get people? I said, I think I can get people. She goes, well, so do it. In that conversation, we made the decision. This has to be free because it's not about money. It's about just people connecting with people for all of us. Right. So um, uh, the flyer got made maybe that night. I want to say the next day it got posted online and literally in two hours, all the spots were gone, right? I wanted to cap it because this was a new beast for me to do this on Zoom. I didn't know if it could work. I had no idea. So I was like, let me keep this to like maybe 12 people. That seems reasonable for like a two hour class. I think the class was supposed to last six weeks, maybe eight weeks. It wound up running for months. And this is what I told you earlier, but it became this ritual. And I had suggested, I said to the people in the class and we did add more people as it went on. And I said, cause we, we got a handle on it. Right. I said, listen, we're coming to the end of it. I, I think we're done. And people didn't want it to be done. And I, part of me didn't want it to be done either. So we just kept going and the format of the class changed. Um, it became less teacher directed, meaning me and more, experiential and hands-on and improv-based and fun and silly and crazy. Um, and usually as, a, as an acting teacher, I like to go for the darker stuff. That's just my style. Um, and like the real emotionally grounded stuff. That's just what I love. But this became silly, nonsensical, fun every week, sometimes twice a week, because that's what everybody needed. And that's what I needed too. Um, and it was a blast. And I, I couldn't even tell you how long it went on for, but I got to a point where I was like, you know, I got to like, I think I got to be done because it's too much. Like I need to see my wife. Like it's, it's too much. And then I left and then the class still went on, which was great without me for a, a couple of weeks. And then I think it just pittered out. But I think that answered a need that all of us had. I, I had people who left the city. Uh, one guy I'm thinking of in particular who went, I think, to the other house that they, his family has upstate. It was like a log cabin to avoid COVID. And he was just stuck in the woods. And this was the thing he did every week that kept him grounded and connected to people, right? Um, so it was wow. super cool. It was a great experience. At the end, looking back, it was never about acting. I didn't realize that then, but I do now. Um, we've offered other classes too. I believe we offered a virtual tap class, like tap dancing, 
I never saw it. I'm sure it worked well, but that seems crazy to me as a guy who doesn't dance to learn how to tap dance on Zoom. I'm sure it worked. Um, we did offer a stress reduction meditation course. Uh, we offered a course on Broadway musicals, which is more lecture based. And then our very popular teen and uh, child or children's workshop translated virtually. And they did a bunch of rounds of that. And they did uh, live streamed shows and plays for like friends and family. And that was hugely successful too. So we're trying, and that's what we're doing on the education front. Um, on the entertainment front, we opened up all our video archives, which we only really save for us. We preserve our shows. We opened them up. We had cast members and directors do uh, introductions to these videos, and we put them out once a week. And people watched them. We got a lot of hits on them. We um, we did something called the Quarantine Cafe, right? Because of course, of course, we're capitalizing on the idea. So we did Quarantine Cafe, where some of our performers did whatever they wanted to do: sing, dance. They filmed it. We would post it. Um, I think that was almost like an everyday, or I think it was an everyday or a couple times a week thing. Um, but then that kind of ran its course. Um, and now we're working on, this is a new thing. We got the rights to a very popular song from a very popular musical. I don't think I could, I don't think I'm not going to say it, but we got the rights, which was great. And we're putting together the big jumbo music video. So right now it's being storyboarded um, and I guess shot lists are being made and it's big. It's a, it's a call to unify and to have hope. And that's the theme of the song. And it's going to feature a lot of people in the company doing what they do best from their homes. I guess that's how it's going to work out. I think it's going to be an editing nightmare for whoever's doing it, but that's going to be, that's the big thing we're working on. So that's getting everybody, I think, excited to have something to rehearse, right? There's even choreography in it somehow. I don't know how that's going to work. So, wow. Can I so guess Rockaway it? Can I try company, and yeah, you could try to guess it. Go ahead. I can try sure. and guess it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, please. Give it's me one an hint. older musical. It was also a movie and it's based on a book by, I want to say Frank Baum. Oh, okay. I know I've heard the name Frank Baum, but I, I can't say I'm familiar enough. I think it's with Frank him. Baum. That might not be his first name. So it's based on the Wizard of Oz, if that's helpful. Okay. I'm yeah. basically giving it to you, but it's not the Wizard of Oz. It's a more, it's a more, a more contemporary up. version of. Yeah. Well, of I won't say contemporary uh, within our lifetime version of. Definitely of Oz. within our lifetime. Definitely okay. a little more relevant. Um, yeah. I got it. I got it. So I'm not going to say we're doing. All right. That, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's, it's something nice to put out there. Right. Because I yeah. think we're also. I don't want to say we're afraid of, of vanishing from people's minds because we're not going to vanish from people's minds because ultimately when this ends, people want to we'll go back to the theaters, right? But I think we want to stay present um, in people's lives. We had a, a board meeting yesterday with um, a, a person who was a member of our theater company and now went on to, to be a big Broadway star and now he's going to be in a TV show. So he was there too, just to like, talk about what this whole thing's been like for him. Cause he's like a really revolutionary young guy who's very clever. And he said it best. He said, you know, a lot of the commercial theaters and, and Broadway and whatever, people who are really making their living at this are struggling and realizing they can't do it and they're shutting down and whatever they have to do. But for people like us, this isn't necessarily our bread and butter, right? This isn't putting money in our pockets. 
So we're just dormant and it's fine. Like we know we'll be back. It's fine. We haven't lost a ton of money, right? We're not making any money, um, but we're just sort of frozen. Yeah, so. but look, there's something that you're doing that's really commendable. Yes, you know, luckily for you, I, I'm assuming you don't have to pay much or anything on the building, right? You don't own the building, right? Well, we, we pay to like, we pay like rent and upkeep, but it's nothing that's, it's not going right. to break us right now, right? Right. And as you mentioned, not everybody is wholly dependent on the salary that you were making from, from this. But here's the thing that you guys are doing that's really cool. No one would have faulted you if you would all just said, hey, we're just, you know, we're just putting everything on hold and we'll be back in a year or two when, when everything's cool. No, you didn't do that. You opened your doors or let's say you opened your windows is what you did. You, you started reaching out to your audience, offering them something they maybe they didn't expect a theater company would be able to give them, right? What you did was you kind of reinforced yourself, number one, as an anchor in your community. And number two, people didn't feel alone, right? As you were saying, it became a ritual for them. It became the thing right. that may have replaced their happy hours or their date nights or nights out with their coworkers or whatever form of entertainment they had before. You gave them something that they can they can attach themselves to and still feel part of life. That's right. huge. That is yeah, huge. I, yeah, I, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and it was selfish too, because I knew that I would be connected to people um, and that was something that I wanted. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it was crazy. Like I'm thinking of that acting class that was virtual. Oh, so it happened uh, right when it started, like a, a newspaper in Queens, like picked it up and wanted to write a story about this acting class that happened, which is crazy. It was crazy because they don't write stories about the regular acting class. Right. right. <laughs> um, but it was so cool to connect with people whom I've never met. I still have not met. I don't really know them, but I feel like I know them. Because we met every week and we hung out and, 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 and got vulnerable with each other or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think I speak for everybody when I say that that's been incredible. It has been about pivoting. And you said that before. And it's funny, like every time I hear the word pivot now, I'm like, oh man, there's that word again. I feel like that's not a word we used at all for what it, we're using it now for. And it started like a month ago. That's how I feel. But you're a thousand percent right. That's exactly what it is it's a pivot. You're still in the dance, right? You're still mm. moving. You're not a pivot. You're not stopping. You're just, you're, you're just moving in another direction. Um, and also and, you, you have the promise of being able to move back. Yeah. Too. Not only that, but for you as an artist, you keep yourself moving, you keep yourself challenged, right? You're, you're, you're finding other ways to use your talent, right? That you didn't think about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. you, you, as an artist, you have the, the thing you want to express. And then you have people who love the arts who have the, the need to want to receive that thing. So it, that's, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? Um, but it does, it does encourage you or force you to think outside the box. And if you do think you're a creative person, it's a challenge, but it's not an obstacle, right? Because you could, I mean, you could do anything. We, we floated the idea of, a drive-through theater or uh, not a drive-through theater. Sorry. It's not like McDonald's. It's, it's not like you pass by and you hear a, like you hear a monologue, a drive-in theater, like theater, theater. We thought about it. Yeah. Uh, we weighed logistics on things that we'd never talk about. Um, so it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah. It sounds like what you guys are doing is really cool. I'm glad to hear that you're um, well, that you're happy, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, I hear a lot of bummed out stories too, 
the thing that I'm getting from this interview is you have uh, initiated a reconnection and, and actually kind of a reevaluation of relationship between artist and audience. It's pretty unique. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but that's brilliant. In, in a way that I think we've lost, we, well, certainly it became very muddy in the last four years because of all the noise on social media and in the news and you know what I'm getting at? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, uh, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, in a time that seems as divisive as ever, I feel like the arts are, are, are stepping up through mm. all of these remote options. Um, I'm curious to see how it goes when things do go back in terms of anything, concerts, poetry readings, poetry slams, comedy clubs, you know, theater, because that's our, our thing, right? Um, I, I think that we're, I, I picture like a pinball machine and this is, this whole year has been pulling back the handle on the pinball machine. And once things get back to whatever normal is, and that pinball is let go, it's gonna fly, man. It's gonna fly. I see, you know, I follow a lot of like um, theater things on social media or whatever. And someone wrote like, man, the moment I'm sitting in a Broadway theater and they start the overture for the first time again, I'm gonna cry like a baby. It's true because the arts are, are human. Sharing stories is human. That's just what we do. You know, yeah. you, cavemen sat around the fire and, and drew things on the walls. This is part of us to share experience. And, um, I think of like, like Jeff Goldblum, I think, from Jurassic Park, who said life finds a way. Was it Jeff Goldblum? I think so. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like like art finds a way. It's going to find a way through every little channel and weird little little avenue it can to fulfill its purpose of people expressing what it is to be a person. That's it. You know? So I love it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about anything else, man. I think we've covered... <laughs> I, I, we've covered something special i don't, I don't want to dilute it with talking about anything else you want to cool. just plug your websites and and any yes. uh, any way that people can get a hold of you yes i would love it so we're called the rockaway theater company i want to be clear theater is spelled with an r e at the end not an e r i mean you could spell it either way we don't spell it that way so our website is www rockawaytheatercompany.org again theater has the re uh, our facebook is the same name and our insta is rockaway theater co it's basically how you could reach out to us someone's always monitoring them if you want to shoot us a message somebody will see it same day fantastic well frank i really enjoy talking with you maybe we check back again in a few months see what you guys are doing different absolutely yeah yeah let me know i would love to right on okay well you have a great rest of the day Stay warm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, Vinay. All right, peace. Take care. Bye.